And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They are the ones in charge and they are the ones at the wheel and they are the ones steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Welcome to His Hard Line for episode 487. We are going to be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 20 with a summary. We'll close this show out. And then we'll have a little short show, you know, quickly after this one, because I'm not going to have a show this evening. So I figure, you know, what, I'm going to do the two shows this morning. It's my only day off. So I'm trying to enjoy the majority of my day with my family. They're still asleep. So this is probably the best time for me to do this. I do apologize for not being on last night. Like I said, last night was my only evening as well. My wife and I went out to go get uh, food at a restaurant. And uh, then we went and did a little grocery shopping. Next thing you know, it time got away from us. I said, well, instead of sh starting the show super late, I'm just going to start it first thing in the morning. So, are so welcome. Like I said, that's kind of, you know, uh, like I say, guys, um, my priorities, I live by the priorities that I talk about. God, health and wellness, family, and then country. You guys are all part of the country, of course. You guys are all part of, you know, the nation. As much as I love you guys, I love my family more, so they will always come before you guys. Um, 
I'm not going to say sorry to say, but that is a fact. My family will always come before you guys. So, um, you know, that's just kind of how it has to go. And, uh, you know, and, but, but I'll, I'll say this, you know, what comes before my family, God and Jesus Christ, God and Jesus Christ will come before my family because it is he that created me and all of us. Right. And, and with that creation, he gave us a body temple that we were instructed to take care of, which is again, why the health and wellness comes above the family. We have to be, we have to take care of our body temple in order for us to take care of our family and to be able to take care of our nation and to help restore our Republic. Our health and wellness is so vital. Which is why, again, those priorities are set as follows. God, health and wellness, family and country. So, and good morning, folks. I see we got Asker in the, on, in the house here. Good morning, sir. And Rietta is here in the house. Man, what a dedicated listener. I love her and her husband out there, Donnie and Rietta. It's 5 a.m. out there in California, and she's awake. She says howdy, and uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. Donnie is still catching some Z's. <laughs> I don't blame him because I would be too. Um, <laughs> that's freaking great. Um, but anyways, but uh, yeah, it's 5 a.m. out there. So, Rietta, go get your tea. You got to get your chocolate tea. Um, I'm not going to lie. I got to try this. I'm not a tea kind of guy. But the fact that there's a chocolate flavored tea gets intrigued. I think I'm going to try this someday. Sounds amazing. Um, and I don't even like tea. I absolutely cannot stand tea. I'm a coffee guy. Um, which, by the way, I didn't even make my coffee. Ugh, man, it's already starting off to be a rough start. So, one moment. Okay. So, I feel like I'm going to have to feel, I'm feeling like I have to read this every single show now because and i'm going to get into it a little bit more in the next show because again i'm going to keep the straight bible and you know we only have so much time but just want to make sure i remember to say this every time and i'll get into it more show but just as an fyi you guys got to remember as i have always stated periodically on this podcast i'm not a doctor i don't wear a white coat i'm not a financial advisor a pastor priest deacon or biblical scholar and remember most importantly i'm not also not the official face or voice of the national state or county assembly. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements made here on this show are of my own. So there's that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna actually try to get a recording of that so I don't have to keep saying it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I'm going to get a recording of that, put that out there because there are some snakes out there trying to spit some venom at yours truly here to try to take me down. And that is just a okay. That is a okay. You want to know why it's a okay? Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've been around a lot of snakes in my life snakes, sharks, gators metaphorically of course i don't know actually i've been around some gators and sharks because i used to be a boat bottom cleaner i used to dive so i've had some sharks around me legitimately you know sharks actual sharks 
And same thing with a, a gator. I've had an alligator um, creeping on the bottom of a canal when I was in the water trying to clean a boat bottom. That was pretty freaky, I'll be honest with you. That sucked. Uh, talk about being scared. Um, but I guess they don't attack under the water because, again, they, you know, they can't breathe. So they attack above and then they bring you down and they do that. But they can't attack under the water. So I didn't know that at the time. But, yeah, that was uh, that sucked. Um, it wasn't big enough like, you know, uh, Lake Placid, you know, from that movie. But big enough to be very concerned and keep a watchful eye on them. I did not like it. But anyway, I've been around enough snakes in my life that like to spit venom. I mean, I've worked with a lot of them in, in corporate America. And what these snakes fail to realize is that this man right here is pretty immune to their little venom. I've had enough snake bites and venom spit my way to, to really, you know, be immune. And, and, and here's the nice thing. I, I'm a pretty tall guy. I wear a size 14. My size 14, especially when I got my steel toes on, my oil, my oil, you know, hauling boots. They're pretty good at squashing snakeheads. Just saying. Especially when I got my spikes on in the winter. They're really good for squashing snakeheads. In fact, we should make a boot. The snake squash head boot. Yeah, I like that. And we'll have a big picture of Jesus on the side of the ankle. I like that. Jesus' snake squashing boots. I like it. You know, that should be a thing. I would, I bet you people would buy those too. <laughs> All right, enough messing around. Let's get down to business. Uh, we are reading Genesis chapter 20. Let's get to it. Make sure I'm on the right one. No, that's Genesis 19. Come on, Jason, get with it, brother. What is with you this morning? See, I'm still half asleep. See, I'm with Donnie. I'm still asleep, except I'm just not in my bed. Um, Donnie's smart. He's still in his bed. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay, here we go. So we're going to be uh, right here. Verse 20, New King James Version, by the way. And this is a yeah, fairly shorter chapter, not like the other ones where they're you know, 30 plus. This is 18 verses, and it starts by, And Abram journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham is said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, or Gerar, I think it's Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are dead. You are a dead man because of a woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister, and she is even... She herself said, he is my brother in the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands. I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, <clears throat> excuse me. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet and he will pray for you and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that I shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early 
in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I offended you that you have brought on me and on my king great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. But indeed, she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said to her, This is your kindness that you should do for me in every place. Wherever we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham, and he restored Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children. For the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Let me close out a window here real quick, guys. Sorry. All right. I'm just looking at the chat board. Rietta says, I am a, I am wide awake. It is my niece's bridal shower today, and I am all excited. See, I'm so excited to bless her. That's pretty cool. Well, congratulations, Rietta, to your niece. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. I like that. Oscar says, whoa, sound effects like the audio Bible. <laughs> pretty cool, huh? <laughs> I try. I, I really try. Like I said, try to put a little bit of production in here. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> uh, Patriot Beagle's in the house. Good morning. Good morning. Always like to say good morning to the regular uh, people that come to this channel. Absolutely appreciate all of you. So, um, so again, back to Genesis chapter 20. So, um, I need to look for something here. So Genesis chapter 20 should be very familiar to anyone who has read Genesis chapter 12, which we did. Now, in the prior account, Abraham and his household moved to Egypt to escape a devastating famine. Right? Remember that? And Genesis 12 chapter 10. So, um, yeah, Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. And so worried that the, it was worried that the people would see how beautiful um, he was worried and yeah, he was worried about how the people of Egypt would see how beautiful his wife was. And then, you know, they would kill him just to get her. Remember that in the story. And then Abraham asked her to lie and say that she was his sister. Remember that. Now this was kind of a half truth. They shared the same father, but different mothers. Now, perhaps Abraham imagined that as her brother, 
any proposals would be brought to him and he could simply refuse them. That didn't work. Now, a pharaoh in Egypt, of course, took Sarah for one of his wives. And in that first series of incidents, God intervened and Sarah was returned. And Abraham and his whole household had to leave Egypt. And with far more, of course, um, they took with them than what they brought in. So God blessed Abraham in spite of his fear and faithlessness. Now, here in chapter 20, though, a similar pattern seems to emerge. Abraham and company pull up stakes at Mamre and move to a place called Gerar, south of Gaza. Now, once again, Abraham and Sarah lie, claiming they are brother and sister. And, of course, the intent is to disguise the fact that they are married. And again, the most powerful man in the region, King Abimelech, takes this supposedly unattached woman for one of his wives. Boy, history repeating itself again. And so God's promise to Abraham and Sarah to, brought, excuse me, to provide them a natural-born child is now at risk. And so God's actions demonstrate both his faithfulness and his mercy. See, God afflicts Abimelech with an illness and then closes the wombs of all the women in the household. Then God appears to Abimelech in a dream, announcing that Abimelech will die for taking a married woman as his wife. Well, of course, then he responds truthfully that he has not yet approached Sarah and that he acted with full integrity, believing her to be Abraham's sister. Now, the Lord agrees. If Abimelech will return Sarah, then Abraham will pray for them. And Abimelech, I hope I'm pronouncing that word right, his name right, and all of his household will live. Now, if he doesn't do this, they will all die. And so the king confronts Abraham about his lie and demands to know, well, why'd you do it? And Abraham's excuse is his fear of being killed by someone who wants to take Sarah as their wife, as a wife, right? And so he explains that she is, in fact, his half-sister, though also his wife. I tell you what, I tell you, sidebar, guys, this whole Genesis, uh, I tell you, it's a good book, but man, there's a lot of incest going on here. I just, I don't, <laughs> I, it freaks me out. I just, uh, yeah, freaks me out, guys. Yeah. Let's see here. We got Mary S. in the house. How you doing? Good morning. And MAGA Grandma Ann, how you doing? Glad to have you all here. I always like saying good morning to you guys. I like doing morning shows. That's why I want to do this full time at some point, guys, because I think this would be awesome. Do like an hour, hour and a half show in the morning and then an hour, hour and a half show in the evening. It'd be great. Um, but continuing on. Um, but yeah, I, the, 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 the amount of nastiness that took place back in the day, uh, you know, in Genesis, you know, the time during Genesis, like, you know, just the two daughters laying with their father because they were fearful that their lineage uh, would be, you know, would, would not continue on. So they get their dad drunk just to, you know, do bad deeds with them. It's it just, mm -mm. it's, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But anyway, so, you know, the answer again reveals once more, that Abraham's lack of confidence in God to protect him and Sarah in spite of all of the ways God has shown himself faithful. So as we read, you know, as we read here, Abimelech returns Sarah along with the gifts of the animals and the servants and the choice of land. 
and a large sum of silver to show Sarah's innocence and protect her reputation. Now that right there, my friends, is a man of honor if I've ever seen one. I mean, he returns all of this. And Abraham prays to God. The king is healed. Abimelech is healed. And his wife and the women of his household are once again able to bear children. Soon, just as promised, as we saw in Genesis chapter 17, verses 15 through 16, Sarah will bear a child of her own, which we're going to get into in the next chapter tomorrow. I tell you what, it's a, the Bible, I love the Bible. It's such a good book, and there's so many good books within it. But man, sometimes some of the stuff that we read in here, it's like, what in the world are we reading? There's just a lot of dramatic events that, you know, take place within these chapters, you know, especially with this one right here with Abraham moving south of, you know, to, of Gaza to Gerar, you know, like he did in Egypt and, and claimed that his wife was a sister. Again, history reading itself. And then the king there in Gerar, you know, takes Sarah as his wife. But again, just like the Pharaoh in Egypt, as soon as it was discovered, you know, the king became, you know, struck with illness, um, even though he never approached Sarah. Right. You know, the Lord offers to spare him and his whole house if he returned Sarah back to Abraham and then Abraham would then pray for him. So then, of course, you know, he does what God instructed him to. He heard the call of God. He listened. His discernment was proper and he returned Sarah. All were healed. His whole household, you know, was fine again, including the women who were able to, you know, bear children again. And so in the following chapter, Sarah herself will finally then bear Abraham a son. Again, we'll read that tomorrow, which is an outcome that God safeguards through his actions in this chapter. Very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, Oscar was just saying it's enough, you know, the stuff that we read here in this chapter, it's enough to make your skin crawl. But, you know, it is truth. Um, sadly. It is truth. You know, I mean, these were events that took place back in the day. So, I mean, what, what do you do? You know, so anyways, let's uh, let's end this on a prayer and we'll start the next show. All right. Let me move my phone so I'm not accidentally hitting buttons there. Um, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for another day of life and good health. We want to say thank you for uh, I know there's many marriages that are probably taking place today. And may you bless every single one of them that are coming together in proper union, the way you intended it for to be not being half sister or half brother for that matter. We pray for a wonderful, beautiful, successful bridal shower for Rietta's niece. We pray that that union of that young couple be a blessed one. We pray that you are in the middle of that marriage when that happens. Um, we pray for the marriage of everybody that's already here in this, you know, in this community. We pray for everyone that is in a solid marriage and that you are in the middle of all of those families and you're in the heart of that household, of each household. Satan's working very tirelessly to try to destroy families, try to destroy the marriage, the nuclear family, to, 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 to tear apart children from one or both parents, sometimes leading kids to go live with grandparents because divorce can be so ugly. 
He's working tirelessly to try to destroy America. He's working tirelessly to try to destroy your good book and to destroy the faith of, of Christians all around this country and around the world. We're not going to let that happen. That's why his hard line is here. That's why there's so many shows like it out there, like his hard line. And may many more pop up. We are gaining momentum. And once that momentum is up, it's easier to steer and nothing can stop what is coming, especially with you at the helm, God. You are the one at the head of this ship. You are the one steering all of us internally in our heart. Guide our thoughts, guide our words, and guide our actions. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Rietta says, thank you for our uh, thank you, Jesus, for our salvation and another day of life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's right, amen. Oscar says it shows you the capability and strengths of mankind, good and bad. Yes. MAGA Grandma says amen. Patriot Beagle says amen. I really do appreciate all you guys being here. You guys are outstanding. Rietta says thanks for praying for my niece and her fiancé. It is a pleasure and an honor. I love seeing good, solid unions coming together. You know, my wife and I, we were talking about it briefly over dinner last night because, like I said, my wife, after going to um, a state uh, MGJA meeting, you know, she's one that doesn't really care about politics too much. Like she she does like it. She understands the importance of it. And she does. She's just not one to debate them or be involved. Right. But she she follows it and pays attention. She's not stupid by any means. Like she's a very, very smart woman. Um. But um, she, uh, something lit a fire under her, in her soul. Something lit a fire within her. And she is highly contemplating and considering becoming a member here in Michigan. And I've never asked her to. I've never even tried convincing her. She is a woman. And I'm going to, I think I might talk about this in the next show. So I'm going to save a little bit of that. So we're going to close this out. We'll get, we'll get back into that. If somebody can remind me, Rietta or Oscar, whoever, because you guys know how I roll. Sometimes I get on these sidebar tangents and have swirl moments that I completely forget. But if you just say, hey, don't forget to talk about, you know, the fire being lit, you know, in your wife's soul, it'll prompt me to remember the story I was about to tell you. So, all right, we'll close this out. We'll see you on the other side, guys. God bless. Maybe. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be? The winds of the sea obey him.
You're not a nice person. We don't need nice. That's true. But actually, I am. I think I am a nice person.